Everybody, I'm Rod, and uh, this is Josh. This hey! guy, the, sex, the the sexy man who sits next to me or above me. Um, oh wait, he's Josh. Is it above? I can do the other way. Uh, oh wait, no, I can't. <laughs> but yes, I'm Rod. He's Josh. We are Murder Moose. Murder part Moose. Of the, part of the Slashing Cast Podcast Network. Chink, chink. How you doing, there buddy? There we go. Now we're beside each other. Now, now you're this way. You're this way. Because I'm pointing right in real life, but on the video you're going left. So I always go left. I'm left-handed. My penis goes to the left, but that's besides the point. Check it out. Look at this one. I like it. I know. I did this Dude, last I night. Like it. It's cool. It's very like... uh. It's different, which I like. You did something that's like creepy and uh, interesting, yes. which is which is like, cool. I, I was looking at all the like material out there for this movie, which like surprisingly I couldn't find a lot of like alternative posters for this that yeah. weren't like very very similar to the original. Like I went in and like actually took the actual last bleep from Kiefer Sutherland's like beep that he does in the movie and made yeah. that the actual flat line for the poster and uh weirdly enough i was like trying to come up with an idea and i love that this picture existed it's like their school like uh what is that fucking movie like the yearbook they det- yeah oh, where oh. they go to detention it's like that movie oh it's like breakfast club yeah it's like their breakfast club like picture yeah it, it was Dude. like breakfast i was like i love that this is it's so 80s but it's yeah. a 1990s movie this whole movie yep. is so 80s in 1990 oh, i was laughing because it, one you probably you go did they shoot it in the 80s like in 89 or oh, whatever for sure but i i was watching this i'm go Kiefer Sutherland looks a thousand years older than he did in uh, Lost Boys. Lost which Boys, is like, which was the which year before. Three years, but it's a three-year gap, but Kiefer looks way older, and a lot of that has to do with, like, I think it's how short his hair is, but right. that and, like, he just looks like a like a jockey jock guy in this, but yeah. Okay, before we get but into Flatliners. Kevin Bacon, like, dude, he looked like Ke- a, he's a stud in this. Actually, they're Kevin all Bacon's- studs in this. Everyone's stud in this movie. And I also figured out it's weird because I was like, this movie is like one of like Julia Roberts. Like I didn't even realize Julia she Roberts was so in this. hot in this. Holy crap. She is a pretty lady, man. And uh, pretty woman, you mean pretty woman came out in the same year. This and pretty woman came out in the same year. She was so pretty in this. Pretty yeah, she, woman. She's a good looking. And then like I was uh, so we were trying to figure out to watch what to watch this week. Hey, just wait, like, wait, wait. Where's Where's Jerry? <laughs> Jerry Jerry was gonna come on again this week, and then like got hired <laughs> to do something way more important than us. Uh, he got hired to do a uh, some audio for a Blu-ray coming out, and I don't want to so say cool. what it Love is. It. And yeah, and congrats, and hey, like, yeah. Also, 
Terry is just out there slinging real facts and putting himself out there today, and it made me happy. If if you go look at Jerry's uh, uh, Twitter t- uh, timeline, he made some announcements today, and I'm like, I love this motherfucker with all my heart. That Fuck yeah, Jerry. Jerry. Jerry is a wonderful person. Um, But Josh, what the fuck is up? How you been, man? How is uh, your, your, your crazy life going yourself, man? Um, yeah, it's crazy right now. It's, uh, I'm in the middle of a whole bunch of stuff and it's keeping me insanely busy. And that's that. How about you, man? Uh, dude, I'm busy. I got some shit coming. I got like surprise things happening in the next couple of days, which not many people know about, which is cool. So there's a lot going on. And so I am, uh, I'm like, ah, and then work has been a fucking Dude, I work with engineers, and engineers are a bunch of introverts. And when people, engineers and introverts, like go passive aggressive against me, I get real angry because, like, it's I hate passive aggressiveness. I hate yeah. it. Just like, just come up straightforward to me, especially you're gonna passive aggressive attack me in an email with a bunch of my like bosses on it. And when you're wrong, oh. Oh, it's gets, not a good look. It's not a good no. look. No, it's not. And the guy who did it was like apologizing today because he realized he made himself look like an asshole. And so that's I'm good. like, hey, yeah. that's hard. A lot of people don't do that. So if he's being the bigger person by actually doing that, then you got to give but him the, the kudos I, for that. I'm not sure if it's not because he got smacked from above, though. Well, <laughs> still. Not yeah. the easiest thing for some people to do, so yeah. give credit. Yeah, at least where credit is like you know earned. Um, yeah, you're busy. Work's kicking my ass, but like I'm doing a bunch of things. I've been playing a weird uh, horror game on stream the last couple of days called uh, Mortuary's Assistant. He's just and yelling. I, I came I was... on. I'm eating my dinner because I took like a long at. Because I've been I've been so busy that I try to ride my bike to work every day. Yeah. And there's been a few days where I haven't been able to ride my bike because I've been too busy. And so I, when I am on it, I'm going for longer distances. And yeah. today was one of those days and I went really, really far and then got home and was like, Oh fuck. It's like murder <laughs> moose time. I haven't eaten yet. Yeah. So Josh came into my chat and I'm trying to wrap up before we stream and the game is fucking with me and I'm like, stop it. Just let me finish no. up. Yeah. Like, it's all about like going, de- he was going nuts. He was demon going possessed, nuts. Demon possession and the game was it fucking was the with chick me. From Lights Out meets Flatliners, <laughs> essentially. It, it's very like, it's very. Uh, it reminds me a lot of autop- the autopsy of Jane Doe, which we need to talk about on here at some point because that I haven't watched fucking- it yet. So I'm you've never seen that. It. No, and like that was one. That's one of my bucket list ones too. Like or the. What you haven't fucking seen this? I, I mean, finally watched Hush. That was one of the ones that everyone was like, "Fucking watch it, fucking." And that's why I went into the, uh, the haunted Hillhurst or whatever. Or yeah, the haunting of Hill House. Yep, Hill House. Yeah, like I I watched Hush and was like, "Oh, okay." Yep. And there, the, Hush was good. I understand yep. why people uh really wanted me to watch it, but come on, you have peripheral vision. And you can feel vibrations. the The amount of like just p- 
pure dumbness that she just like allowed to happen because she was deaf. I'm like, you're not blind. Come on. <laughs> like, come on. There's uh, there's also a lot of really cool things in that movie. And it's like the, like the whole Mike Flanagan universe. Like, like totally. he's got his own little because his wife's in all those movies. Yeah. And, and she's hot as hell. Yeah. She's hot as hell. But she's the author of Midnight Mass. And then like. Uh. And then, so which right, right, is right, in, right. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like the Kevin Smith-isms. Yeah, basically. It, Buddy Christ. That is also, that book is also in Gerald's game, like, oh, up on okay. the shelf, like, that where she's, you know, tied to the bed. And uh, and then, like, Midnight Mass is the whole season they just did, which was so fucking good. And it's just, like, Mike Flanagan, like, varying degrees of awesome, but, like, I've not, there's not one thing of his that he's done that I haven't liked. Like, and I, going from like, you know. Well, I've heard uh, the second season, uh, the Haunted series, which has nothing to do really with the first one, it's, isn't it's the as haunting, good. It might not be as good. Bly, but it, Bly Manor. Yeah, Bly Manor. Yeah. It's more of like a gothic romance than like, it kind of reminds me a lot of like something like Crimson Peak. Like it's more like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's like, what it looked like to me. Yeah. I was it's like, more, oh, this looks very Crimson Peak. It's the tone is a little bit different and that gets very like sad towards the end because it's like that, you know, tragedy kind of thing uh, with love stories and shit like that. Right. And then I went to go. I, I didn't mean to do that. I was trying to push my buttons. Now you're pushing my buttons in the in the right way. Oh, <laughs> dude. I, my favorite thing is when I log on and you've tagged me in some insane moose uh, attack in, in Canada. <laughs> And yeah. it's just like, or just a moose getting yeah, cool with a sprinkler system, like yeah. Well, that and I don't know if you saw it. There was a thing in uh, going around in the news in the last week about this this walrus in Europe that's running around and like just sinking boats. That's like what? he keeps pulling up the docks and like thinking it's gonna uh, it's a she, and she keeps like, I'm gonna chill out on this boat now, and then like because she's a walrus. She like sinks every boat that pops up, and it's just like that's like around her. And then while it's sinking, she's just chilling out on the boat, going, "Yeah, bitch, this is mine." And people are just like, like Norwegians, are like, "I wish she would stop doing that." Blah blah blah. It is just like fucking hysterical. <laughs> but and it's like, man, the world we live in, where they're like, mo- like, uh, like walruses fucking shit up, and yeah, it, it's <laughs> a lot, it. man. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um. But yeah, man, it's uh, been a lot going on, man. It's just like, ah, just like frantic all over the place, like bouncing I, off the walls. It's, I think it's this time. Well, actually, I have no clue. I feel like the the past two years, obviously, it it hasn't been like this. But like, yeah, now that uh, it's been two years since like twenty twenty, and yeah. it's August, I feel like this has been really busy for for a number of reasons but just like i'm noticing it all over the place not just me yeah. like a lot of people i know are like extremely busy which is good to see because like yeah i feel like the world is kind of uh i don't know hopefully getting it, back to like a more normal pace and it's like, trying to yeah i mean so they officially started selling tickets to twitchcon today yeah i saw that, that email come out it, and they're sitting there going, yeah, come to TwitchCon. Oh, by the way, you don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to prove you've been vaccinated. You don't have to. You're like, 
Uh, and, and, San Diego Comic Con made you all wear masks, and I th- yep. I applaud that to be honest. Yeah. But it's something like that many people coming from all over the world. Come on, yeah. right? Like, well, that and we have monkeypox going around now, and monkeypox seems something I learned today. The isolation period for monkeypox is three to four weeks, and you know it's it's what makes it even scarier Where is because this coming people, from I don't know man I think some I think the world is tired of our shit and it's like let's get some, rid of some of these motherfuckers because <laughs> seriously it's like Jesus. it's like the and it's it, it reminds me of you know when Moses was like hey 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 if you don't let my people go shit's gonna happen and then plague started like fucking locusts and raining yep. blood and Slayer albums came out and whatever happened, but it's just like so much shit's going on. You're just like, ah, and yeah, and so like it just seemed. I really wanted to go to TwitchCon, but like it's not worth it, it, man. It's it's in it's in uh, Anna. Is it in Anaheim? It's like or something. It's San Diego. It's in San Diego. Maybe I don't fucking know. It's in Southern California. San Diego. A whale's vagina. <laughs> Is that a joke from Ackerman? <laughs> Which means a whale's vagina. Um, yes. Yes, it so, does indeed, Rod. So I, I don't a know. A whale's vagina. I'm all and like it, hopped up this, on. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Dude, I saw a video on, I don't even know where I saw the other day, like of a whale, a real whale, like popping up and like swallowing two girls that were like, I don't know if it spit them out immediately after, but like it popped up for like air or something and two girls fell into its mouth. I was like, that seems like the meme. Like when the, the shark comes, ah, (laughs) (laughs) it was funny. Cause Jerry was like, when I was asking him if there was anything he wanted to watch and Jerry suggested flatliners, uh, the movie before it was that new shark movie on, uh, on, uh, on shutter. And I'm like, no, can't do that. We're not allowed to do shark movies without Katie Peters. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's no way we're doing it with Jerry and not yeah. Katie. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Man, it's funny. I keep getting random messages from Katie. She's like, I'm sorry I'm falling off the face of the earth. And I'm like, man, you're busier than I am. And you responding to a message at all is just like a fucking miracle with how busy that woman is. Because she works full time. She streams full time. She fucking does like... Elgato. She does her Elgato stuff. She's got two podcasts. She's got her her uh, Orville podcast. She's she's that that woman is busy and killing it everywhere. And I I, I appreciate. But the that's shit out of why her. she gets back to messages because she kills it. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I another thing that's been driving me crazy at work: motherfuckers who don't respond to emails drives me fucking crazy. Cause like. I've been kind of leading my current like task of things and like the immediate work that's not happening is not mine. So like it's hardware related stuff and the Just motherfuckers send it to the satellite. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're way further down the, the, the food chain that before that happens, we test all the, like we test all the power systems, like right. The power, the system that powers the satellite. Um, and so I'm like, Hey guys, uh, you need to send out an email and tell us what's happening. Please, for the love of sweet baby Jesus, please, please, Josh, please. Um, yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know what else is on. I'm getting uh, uh, work to use new systems 
So, like, I, like, my boss and I are, like, working together with it, which is great. Yeah. But to adopt it with a whole team of creatives and stuff around, like, a project management app and tool that is meant to make all our lives easier because it's new and they've been doing, you know, everyone hates change and stuff, even though, like, it's like, hey, this will just, like, make it so you have to go to one place. It. We have to like, we have to like market it to the own marketing team in order to like <laughs> get it yeah. to uh, cha- switch over. I, I would assume, right? It's like, well, no, like this is gonna be awesome, I, dude. I at one point in the last the couple months, I updated code for a system that was Windows Seven, thirty two bit, and just like building executables for them. That, and they're like, oh no, this doesn't work because it's not thirty two bit. I'm just like. Uh, because it's literally the code was like hasn't been touched in like 11 years and i'm just like they, they don't even eh. there's no updates for windows 7 anymore who's using windows 7 it's it's not even well it's these off network machines that like nobody touches right like they like run them test on it every like couple of years and it just then it sits there not connected to the internet doesn't do anything until they need it so yeah yeah it's been a thing, man. It's been a fucking thing, Josh. I'm I want to make, up. dude. I want to make uh, overlays like I did on their faces for us. <laughs> so we're just. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I haven't gotten to watch all of it, but uh, Zeke has been doing a he's do, doing a, a role playing show on Mondays, and it's like sci fi. It's Cowboy Bebop like, right? And his yeah. character is an android, and I don't know how he does it, but like he has this overlay pop up where it's like it's like his black kind of like round face mask that covers his face. Sometimes the rest of the time it's just his face. And it's like, it's his, his character is supposed to be an Android who like projects a nice. face on top of it. It's pretty cool. And then it's like, I know Snapchat has a thing that you can put on your webcam. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where he's coming from. I don't know if it's a discord thing. I don't know where it's coming from, but it's pretty fucking cool. And there's the guys like, there's like five of them and like, Three of them are doing really cool alien makeup and shit like that. It's pretty intense, man. It's like Zeke's awesome. These, he's yeah, good he he's good people, man. His his stream's awesome, and he's good people, man. So I love his yeah, emotes. We went, yeah, his emotes are awesome. We went and saw Jim Norton together with my wife and Katie a couple weeks ago, and it was a blast. So, um, nice. Yes, and then here's another weird murder moose week. We know what we're doing next week again. We're doing prey because prey comes out on. Hulu, Hulu, August fourth, which is and I've tomorrow. already made a poster for it. Go to joshwrb.com and yep. check it out. I am very happy that we're doing that. I said it last week. I've said it several times before, but Dan Trachtenberg yep. is why huge reason why that I even got into like web shows and content creation as a whole. And I didn't yeah. realize he was a director while watching him. On yep. like it was just uh three dudes going in California or whatever. Like you don't know what I'm even talking about. People don't <laughs> understand Revision yeah. Three was a, a website that had a bunch of web series before YouTube was a thing and had web series and stuff. Yeah. And like there was like oh they was so good. Dude, the early days of the internet were like things like Newgrounds were like oh a yeah, thing. Dude. I was like well. I drove traffic to 
rebrew.com and like yeah. stuff like that and it, it was a thing you had to have your own spot on the internet there was no like yep. it was myspace days and stuff man yeah. like there wasn't like <laughs> yeah in myspace it wasn't anything like you know facebook has become a massive amount of bullshit for everything but like yeah well, there weren't know, top hubs. eight man yeah i mean facebook, it was made for I mean, bands and i was in bands so yeah, it was like yeah. a little different for me but like it was yeah it's funny, man, because it was like uh, looking back at like the scene things that turned into like metalcore and stuff like that, and like so mm-hmm. much that you can trace back to to MySpace linkups and oh, shit like that, huge. which is yeah. And people who are younger listening to this, I'm like, what the fuck are these old farts talking about? Yeah, the internet was a thing back in the day, guys. dude. I I had the chance to sign up for Facebook when those like you know, links were getting passed around before. And I was like, fuck that shit. Like before it was completely open to everyone. And I was like, no, MySpace is way cooler. Like I'm not going to get on fucking MySpace. And I threw it away. Oh, look at us now. Dude. I mean, I hate Facebook, but yeah, I was on it when it was college thing still. Cause I was, I graduated in 06. Like, and then it wasn't much after that it came out to everyone and you're just like, Oh, this is lame. And then like old people ruined it by like spreading weird conspiracy theories and shit like that. So no, okay. Just, just being there. Yeah, like just being your there. mom shows up to a party. That party is not cool anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and now the, now the earth is flat, Josh. And now <laughs> oh, all those people get blocked. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have to worry about that stuff. Ah, uh, okay, man. Let's dive into it. Yes, we are going to talk about Flatliners today, the 1990 original. And I can't believe, I was saying this to, I think I was saying this to Jerry, but like, this is another movie that's been made in the last like 10-ish years of a remake of a, a movie from the like late, the 80s to the 90s. Like, you, this, this, that remake was a lot along the line of the Total Recall make and the and the RoboCop remake are the two ones that really like spring to mind. It was like in that same time period where they were like, they were almost doing the exact same package to each remake. It was like, if okay, we need a property that only costs so much and only costs so much to make and go. And it's like, they were just turning them out like that. They were doing a lot with the 80s sci-fi type things, right? Those are all like sci-fi like movies that go into different genres too, but like you're you're sitting there going what? You I have wonder, like when did Evil Dead remake come out? I think it was the, around 2013. When did the I want to know the like time difference because like that was one I think just because like Sam Raimi and um Bruce Campbell were on as producers, they weren't going to allow someone to come on that wasn't going to kill it. And like when they handed the keys over to Alvarez, so, like they knew it was going to be fucking dope. Robocop. The remake was 2014. Uh, the total recall make was fuck man. 2012. Yeah. So the, all these were like kind of in that, but then dread also came out and I thought it was fucking dope. Dude. Dread is a fucking awesome movie. They, they like, that was the only one of those like instances. Well, because it wasn't really a remake; it was like the same property, right? Like it was the the same was characters, so but dope. But yeah, oh, dude, that movie is. It was one of those few movies I was like really happy I went out and saw in 3D because it was. Uh, they had all the stuff, but like, Carl Urban was dope in that, and 
what do you Wasn't call it her? Wasn't the from? same guy who did uh, Upgrade or something? And that's why, because Upgrade was fucking amazing. And I just want uh, like more of that property or just no more from Upgrade. That. But Upgrade was made by uh, what do you call him from uh, the guy who did Invisible Man? Oh right, I just I want yeah. more Upgrade. So I was in a TV was... show with that guy from Upgrade. Dude, he's in a yeah. TV show. Yeah, I was yeah. I was a. <laughs> I was a fucking extra, and you can see me because I was wearing gloves, and that's the only reason you even know it's me. Hey, look, it's me. I got gloves on. <laughs> it's that man with gloves. Um, but I'm going to read the synopsis, uh, uh, and it said 1990. Uh, also, I thought this movie was... It, it, I watched it on Peacock, and it looked like it was PG-13, but it says it's R on, on here, and it was one of those weird movies that like... Very soft R, if it is, yeah, if it is actually well, R. There's a lot of nipples in it, even though like you don't really see the nipples. Like, like oh right, I, yeah, that guy is very sexual. Yeah. So, but it reads: five medical students experiment with near-death experiences until the dark consequences of past tragedies begin to jeopardize their lives. Um, and up front, this movie is so Schumacher. Oh yeah, it's not even funny. Like it oh, is yeah. so Schumacher. You're sit- but in, you're sit- in all the good ways not like i'm not talking like what he did to batman and robin and stuff but the aesthetic like when it goes to um when things start going like kind of weird and whatever and the like he does that thing that like usually only happens in like musicals where like lights change in real time for a scene i fucking love that shit in musicals but i love that he does it and changes the colors and like it's that type of aesthetic and everything and like the the overabundance of like smoke coming out of like the sewers and stuff like that shit doesn't happen anymore this type of like production design and like making things look cinematic as hell yeah it just it's it's more real life now whereas everything schumacher did was very like I don't know. It was so over the top and like whimsical and well, almost well, like it, a comic. Or you're you can escape more in a Schumacher film because there's so much escapism. Whereas now yeah. everything's more like grounded in reality, which is like cheaper to make. But like I don't know. There's something. There's just something about it. Well, it's one of those things that uh, you were in around. You weren't on when we talked about it. But Jerry and I talked about Malignant, right? And Malignant had that like film stage kind of look, where like yeah, like the I always think of when I think of that movie, one of those scenes that really like st- stands out to me is like when they're underground and they have all the fog on the ground. Right. Like, because it's such a, like, it's not something you see very often in, in movies anymore. And it feels like a play or, or it feels like you're talking yes. about like, it's like that, like very, like very specific thing that doesn't seem realistic, but it's there. And yeah, it's totally. Oh, hey, Rod. I'll, hey, look, it's, it's Rod. me. Oh, mangoes. Um, but, How many mangoes have you eaten today, Rod? I don't know. Some mangoes. I've eaten some mangoes. Oh, my God. The, <laughs> the uh, Oh, my what, God. The, this movie has that. Oh, like, my God. It, it's, it's funny that like they do this thing where Schumacher does this thing in the movie that I really enjoy, too, like, where they have that like they have that blue overtone where it's like the dream like sequences, right? I love like, the sp- blue overtone. Looking, yeah. Like, can you? I, I yeah. love it. Dude, it's funny because like. My wife and I had been watching. Uh, what were we watching? Was it Flash? We were watching something, and they would would they would do those like 
very blue scenes or very like those like very like one color for an entire scene kind of thing and you go I don't know like it, it can get overused but I feel like this movie doesn't do that it because like what well, there is usually a- like when you do stuff like what Schumacher and whoever he got to do the cinematography it's usually like even with like a Dutch angle or something it's used incorrectly everything yeah. that he chooses to do adds to how you're supposed to feel in a particular scene or like time with that character and he yeah he uses it correctly and with yeah. abundance as well <laughs> well this movie has that thing where like he gives you this like dreamlike quality in so many scenes that don't always they're not all like he fucks with your head, right? Like he makes you think like I, I think of when um Kiefer Sutherland has that first run in with the kid from his like after I'm like, he comes Holy back. shit, that kid just kicked your ass, man. Yeah. Like what the hell is your problem? You gotta work a little harder <laughs> to defend yeah. yourself. He was like well, this big. What's going on? Well, and you're sitting there going, How the fuck because like it feels like a dream and then he shows up back up with like real people like a little bit after that and he really got the shit kicked out of him you're like what the fuck and you figure out like later on in the scene in the truck when uh it's in his head yeah but he's actually fucking himself up like he's like in that scene he's like stabbing himself in the fucking head with a pair of like scissors or whatever right um but that mangoes he takes that color scheme i'm just gonna put my mangoes over there he he does he does that color scheme to kind of like let you know when something is like dream like the red for sure like yeah oh shit like uh julia roberts like dream sequences and stuff are like overly red and i i i don't know like when you see it done in other movies i feel like they go a little more over the top whereas this one There, there's like the back and forth between the reality and the like dream world or the yeah, the, you know whatever world. And I felt like it. This is where a lot of the movies after probably used as like okay, here's the bar. Let's let's just yeah. copy fucking flatliners. <laughs> Dude, I laughed when I saw it. I was like, uh, one of one of the Baldwin brothers is in this film. I don't know which Baldwin brother it is. Because they all look it's, the fucking same. Well, it's all like, oh, besides Alex, Al, is it Alex or is it uh, the one who was on Alec. like, uh, Alec who's on 30 Rock? Is that Alec yeah, Baldwin? Alec. Alec. And uh, his like, he's by far the biggest Baldwin, right? And like all the other ones kind of end up being like generic, uh, like background Baldwin brother. And you kind of see why, because in this film you get fucking, it's William Baldwin, as I figured, Billy, I think is what they really refer to him most of the time in real life. He plays such a scumbag in this movie that you fucking hate him. You're like, this dude is like... looking like, at himself like... Oh yeah, when he's like, when he's fucking and like looking at himself, he's like, it's almost like American Psycho, right? It's like that totally. Patrick, uh, babe, yeah. and like... It's just pure ego and this motherfucker. And, I mean, that's a lot of this movie, right? Like, Flatliners has a lot to do with these people's egos and what they are willing to do because they're so they're so completely over-arrogant, right? It's like... Yeah, but then Julia Roberts. She's just... She's so pretty. Yeah. 
Dude, I th- she was the one I kind of didn't get the whole time, and like with her story because the rest of the characters were like varying degrees of. I was an asshole when I was a kid. Like, obviously, Kiefer was the biggest asshole in the kid. Yeah, but and- they kept showing her thing where like she was a kid and didn't realize yeah. what was going yeah. on and blamed herself. Right, so she had to have that like admit it yeah it was is admitted what was actually going on with her dad as well as forgive him and have him forgive her type thing yeah and well it was it was like her thing was like her dad was a vietnam vet who obviously came back and this is in 1990 right and they're all like you know in their late 20s they're med school and you're sitting there going i don't know how you're blaming yourself for your dad just being like you know, damaged. It's like we talk about now <laughs> where we're like, like, dude, we had all this shit in America, right? With uh, like with the uh, with the veterans and like getting them stuff and like how we we've as a society not taking care of our veterans as well as we should have. And it was it got it was real bad before. I mean, it's still bad, I believe. And this guy comes back and, you know, nobody. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's like, still bad, man. Come on. Well, it is bad, but like suicide for like veterans was even higher after like, you know, after Vietnam. Right. And, you know, whatever. And her dad was like an alcoholic and a, or he was doing heroin. Right. He was like doing heroin in the fucking. She yeah, walked in something. on him doing heroin. Yeah. He's sitting there going. Yeah, yeah, but like, if the mom Ugh. actually was like, it's all your fault. Like yeah. that, I, that's probably like a, her cognitive distortion of what actually happened in the past, and not yeah. Because if her mom actually did say that, well, fuck her, that mom. Like seriously, her mom fucking sucks. And it's funny because it's like, I you kind of get the the Kevin Bacon stuff. I, I the the little girl that was fucking with him the whole movie. He seemed like the like he called this little girl some names and it haunted him all these years later. While everyone else was like varying degrees of way more fucked up. And then fucking Baldwin is just like, he's just seeing himself fuck because he's like a scumbag now. Like He was the only one who was like, his, all of his trauma was current because he's a piece of shit and his like subconscious knew it. Yeah, his subconscious was like- He's a big piece of shit. Yeah. One, he has a fiance and is just fucking all these other women, which is bad enough. But then like, she goes, I could have, I could have like, you know, forgiven you for that. But no, you were like recording these women without them knowing- that is fucking that's messed up man and that's why she says she leaves them and it's just like yeah oh it's like <laughs> we should just keep doing kevin bacon movies let's like do tremors next or something like tremors, i would love to do i would love to do tremors tremor, that, stir, that shit stir, fucked me up when i was a kid i remember loving that movie i haven't seen that in 20 plus years i don't think tremors fucking stir of echoes is another uh good kevin bacon uh horror movie and man I just whenever you get to see Kevin Bacon uh, dong, which I think is like in uh, what was that movie with Denise Richards and him and like the I fucking forget what the name of it was. I know the Hollow name. Hollow Man. It. No, not Hollow Man, dude. That movie, fuck, that's another one. But like, you get to see his dong in that one too. Kevin Bacon was just like, yeah, I'll show my dong. I don't care. I'm Kevin Bacon and my dude. His mullet in this movie. Kevin Bacon is one of the few men I think that has pulled off a, a mullet that you can look he looks back at awesome it now. Awesome in this movie, he looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, and you're just like, damn it, Kevin Bacon, why are you so fucking awesome? Why are you the coolest man alive, Kevin Bacon? I mean, let's think about it. Really, Kevin Bacon is so fucking cool 
that like the the how many other celebrities have a, a game where you have to try to connect <laughs> Kevin Bacon to some other movie or character or actor in seven steps? Just Kevin Bacon. It's only Kevin Bacon because. Isn't it the six degrees, not seven or is degrees? Six, whatever the fuck. It's you're connecting Kevin. As Bacon you can tell, I keep B. hitting the wrong button. I'm. I know. Live, live edits, live edits by Josh WRB, right here. Josh, Josh is uh, programming himself to be a live TV uh, person, and I, he's going to give everyone watching this a fucking seizure. <laughs> Stop it, Josh! You fucking madman. Fucking man! I, I can just like okay, so Rod's talking right now, and I can just be like, <laughs> "Dude, I have to say, I can totally that, derail this show so I easily. Mean, I we can both just bring can. out, uh oh." <laughs> I have to say, Josh, one of my favorite things of this movie, uh, Oliver Platt, who is one of these these fucking bit uh, like bit actors in so many movies. So many movies. And is like basically the sidekick in this film because he's the only one that doesn't pull the, uh, doesn't flatline himself. I'm trying to think of like the movie that I remember him the most from and you go for his known for and I'm like, I've seen all of those. I know you were in all of them, but that's not the one. He's been in everything. Yeah. He's on, on IMDb. He's known for the three musketeers lake placid which i think my wife referred to when we i was watching this 2012 and uh bicentennial man i never saw that but I this guy's fucking them. his cinema like his whole like imdb page is so many fucking movies and you're just like i ready to rumble is the one that i remember him from for sure i ne- i never saw that that's the david arquette uh, wrestling movie right yes totally i He's i never guy. saw yeah, oh, I never dude. saw it, but we should watch it. It's not, not a horror movie, Josh. Yeah, I was gonna say we should. Just maybe wa- we should. You and I should just watch it, and then like hold hands. Yeah, we can over do the, that uh, over Discord. We're just like, and I, I will always love Josh. <laughs> this way, <laughs> man. So I have to look at because I was wondering was was I was watching this I like I said earlier like Pretty Woman came up to mind but I'm sitting there going what was like she was doing stuff way before I mean not way before this so her first credit for a movie is a uh, Firehouse in 1987 <laughs> she does I'm just ignoring you Josh <laughs> Satisfaction in 1980. She was in some TV shows around that, and then she did Mystic Pizza, Blood Red. Oh, dude, Mystic Pizza. Was, I've never seen uh, that. Well, no, uh, it was remade with her. What is it? Her niece, or something like that. Yeah, I think. But my buddy Andrew was in the remake with Hayden Christensen, and he's like my buddy plays like the sidekick friend in everything that he does. Um, yeah. So he was the sidekick friend of Hayden Christensen and gets some zingers and stuff. But yeah. it, I think it was yeah, the exact same movie just with like a younger Roberts in the lead. Which is yeah. you know it was so, what it was. But, but it really it really seems like nineteen ninety was the year that made Julia Roberts the movie star that we know, like because like I said, she did this and fucking Pretty Woman. And I think Pretty Woman is probably the movie that 
most people would associate with Julia Roberts. Like, right? That's her. It's like Pretty you woman, say Bruce yeah. Willis. You say Bruce Willis. You think Die, Die Hard. Hard. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator, like things like that. Right? It's like. And Julie Roberts, I think Pretty Woman is the movie. I don't even think I've ever seen Pretty Woman or all of it. I've seen parts of it, I believe. But like with her and old gerbil up the ass, Richard Gere, which is an urban legend, but still an amazing urban legend. How how bad does – I think Sylvester Stallone is the one who spread the rumors about them, which is, is, uh, which is also a weird scenario. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this was like – a good year for Julia Roberts. And like, dude, Kiefer Sutherland, can that motherfucker ever not play cool? Can he ever not be like, can he ever be in a movie and just be like, like even when he's like a dweeb, like I think of Dark City where he plays like Igor basically, you're still like, man, dweeb. that man's cool. I love that you say the word dweeb. I mean, dweeb. Dweeb. I don't know. I mean, is dweeb a bad word? No, it's an awesome word. I just okay. it's it's an un it's a not so commonly used word and I like that you use it. It's funny man cuz we've done now two key for Sutherland movies and I don't know how many horror movies are really in his like I see his like IMDb page and I look at mirrors which I've never heard, I've seen the I YouTube videos about it. It's fucking terrible. Because the ending of that movie is wonky I guess and like people talk about the ending but um dumb. yeah. It's funny man. Because if you want to do a cool movie about mirrors, you, you you're gonna have to outdo Oculus, and Oculus is fucking dope. And like, it's a movie that you go, this is not an easy like comparison, right? Like Oculus though is like, man, it's another. We're back to Mike Flanagan again here, and Oculus because that movie, that movie's so up your alley, Josh, because it is dark and never like it's just like oh we're gonna that's flanagan though like he is relentless and that's what i like about flanagan shit now that i've like because i've seen some of his stuff but now that i've like seen more of his catalog he likes to put an audience through the fucking mud and his characters like you're you're along for the ride but he fucks with his characters and he continues to fuck with them and then you once you think it's done he fucks with them some more (laughs) yeah dude we're um at some point, continue reached out to me again a couple like a couple of days ago, and we're oh, gonna nice. do uh, we're gonna do with her. We're gonna do the shining, uh, shining and Doctor Sleep. So it'll be a longer episode, I think. But like, that's the universe that he did Doctor Sleep, right? So, but uh, just having the fucking like, just having Flannel the gold, again. just having the gold to do that after you know what the shining means to the to the cinema you know audience like. People I can't even... wait to watch it again because I remember distinctively liking it until I realized that the studio took over and didn't let Flanagan actually finish the movie. I yeah. could just tell. I'm like, this yeah. is not what Flanagan wanted. Yeah. This is what the studio wanted. And I see right through it. It felt like when I was watching Solo, I was yeah. like, this movie is a fucking mess. Like, it's yeah. funny. And then all of a sudden, it just feels like stock footage and stupid and i i notice these things and really yeah. it annoys the hell out of me when i watch movies that i know didn't go well and then someone yeah. that doesn't make movies but just pays yeah. for them comes in and makes a whole bunch of fucking artistic decisions that sh- yeah. should have never been made dude i money people making decisions about movies drives me insane like one of the things that has been a big story today and yesterday 
uh, Warner Brothers is not releasing Batgirl, which is done and shot and done everything. And they spent seventy million, I think, is what the 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 termite or the the limit the budget I keep hearing. And it has Brendan Fraser as Firefly, and like fucking uh, what do you what? call them? The yeah, is that what's going just, on? I, they're not I, releasing it. Man, I've been busy, but I didn't even read a fuck. I saw the picture and didn't read a head. I didn't even yeah. read the headline. Yeah, they were doing the whole thing, man. They were gonna set it up, and like people are mad because like they supposedly think it's gonna it's good, but like it's not. Grand, I saw a but- meme of uh, what's her name, um, Kristen Bell, or no, no, not a Kristen Bell. What's her name from the Twilight movies? The Kristen Stewart. Stewart from her princess die movie and she's yeah. like being dramatic going down a hallway but like someone's like this is me uh leaving warner brothers studio with batgirl uh on a up hard drive up my ass yeah like, myself uh, too uh, i'm like that's okay i'm like why yeah. do they have why do they have batgirl yeah. up their ass but now it makes yeah. sense i like the meme but that's yeah. all i've <laughs> People are mad because they wanted to see Brendan Fraser and they had a J K Simmons as uh, no uh, way as Gordon and uh, Michael Keaton was Batman in it because it was going to come out after the uh, Flash, Flash movie, which they're still releasing even though Ezra Miller is a fugitive from the law. And because well, he is the Flash, he's normal. really fast. So <laughs> gotta run fast. Oh my god! Uh, what is but- DC doing? They got bought by Discovery. This is what they're doing, and so that's what's happening right now. Yeah. So the whole like, the whole people that were like, they had a bunch of divisions broken up, and uh, they consolidated them. They were trying to make like a Kevin Feige, right? But they don't have a Kevin Feige, and so they're making these decisions instead. Like they before were just like, oh yeah, we're gonna spend like sixty million on this, sixty million on that, and just make put it right on HBO Max. And yeah, they're just bonkers all over the side now, man. Um. So, but dude, what what really impressed me with this movie because I like I said I had never seen this. I had only seen the remake, which felt so hollow and felt so like. It felt pointless, and I'd never even seen it the original. It felt like a right? stock movie, almost. Yeah, like, it, it was. It, it was so weird. It's a, you know the joke about I I let a AI program read some a thousand scripts and came up with this. That's what it felt like. It was just like so like heartless. It was like it didn't feel like a human being did it. And the this movie, it builds a lot of tension and it builds a lot of scares with like. Not a lot because it's back to the thing where we talk about all the time. This movie doesn't show shit and it just like makes you think it's going to show shit and it it has payoffs, but it's like it Schumacher builds tension so well in these scenes with the the score and the acting. I mean, fuck, you have Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin Bacon, and Julie Roberts in this movie, and then then you, you got you know Baldwin and uh flat and they all do really good jobs and you're just like you had these fucking killer actors and i think tremors came out in 1990 now that we're saying this all about like what came out with uh julia roberts and uh uh her thing but like yeah tremors was 1990 also damn no way yeah there's a lot of good films coming out in 99 1990 obviously um 
And like they do this thing where <laughs> it really impressed me and it was just the restraint of it. Schumacher does this thing where like you you have the first time they flatline, they really show you the whole experience, right? And then like they kind of keep pulling back a little bit and a little bit every time after that because they're like, we don't need to build this tension again. The the tense part is the coming back, right? And like a lot of that stuff. And he does such a good job of like every single time they like they try to bring people back, you're like he makes you believe that they're not going to come back. I mean, going all the way back to the final thing with Kiefer, totally. which when Kiefer comes back, that motherfucker would have been like, 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 I don't understand when like, uh, Julia Roberts comes back. Cause everyone else has like kind of like a, Oh, and they like are in a blanket. At least she just like gets yeah. up and goes to the washroom. Yeah. Well, dude. And she was out for like four, four minutes, minutes or whatever. Yeah. And like, you're like, what the fuck you're and it's dead. Funny. It's funny because I the the we go back to Ready to Rumble because David Arquette was in Ready to Rumble and David Arquette was really a wrestler after that because he wanted to prove he was a badass. He had a match with this guy Kate Nick Gage who was a death match wrestler, and that motherfucker is kind of famous for multiple reasons. But one of the more reasons why he's famous, and I'm bringing this back around to Flatliners, he did a match where they had light tubes in the ropes. Of the ring. Dude, you gotta watch the documentary on Yeah. yeah. It's so good. And I think he it's on hit, Netflix. Uh yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it. He hit the fucking uh light tubes and they like slashed an artery under his armpit. And he, he wanted to keep wrestling he wanted to fucking duct tape his wound up and keep wrestling. But Dude, he, he did he, that against uh David Arquette and it got him in the yeah. neck. Yeah. And it just But this guy died for seven minutes. Oh, it was like legally dead oh, for right. seven minutes because of this. And it makes me, it's like that thing where you go, the, 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 the high point was like what f- Julia Roberts until Kiefer at the end where they said he was 12 minutes, which was also odd because I think they were kind of guessing because yeah, yeah cause had, he, she said it's already been four or nine minutes. But since he, he called just me. got und- yeah, since he called me. So like yeah. he didn't get under with the potassium shit until like four or five minutes later. So it had only yeah. been like four minutes at that point. And they like the timing of everything worked out, you know, movie yeah. well, but like still for his like character's peril. Yeah, I <laughs> well, I really liked how he did his dream sequences in this film because they weren't ever like they felt like. They felt like dream sequences, right? They felt like totally. not real, but the, like they felt real, like engaging whimsical. in this world. Yeah, it, well, I mean, not whimsical. You talked about it with the like all well, Julie like, Roberts, that, not whimsical. Yeah, you understand what I'm talking about? Like the They're, like an at- other world, otherworldly. Like, yeah, is a good way to be. Yeah, well, that's why he did. He did like all Keith, all Kiefer's were like blue. All Julia Roberts were like red. Kevin Bacon's were like, weren't they like yellow? Because like, I'm thinking of like that bus sequence and shit like that. That sequence was fucking I, one of my favorites in the whole film where like she's just like swearing at him on the bus and all the fucking adults on the bus are just like laughing. That little girl reminded me of the little sister on Stranger Things. Uh, totally. Little, yeah, yeah she, totally. she looked like her too, but when she starts oh, 100%. like- She's slinging a fucking insults at Kevin Bacon, and my wife's sitting there, and she's like, 
she's like she's laughing she's like you mean i get to say all this shit because she's saying a bunch of shit and she's just like it was like a rap sequence she was just like yeah she was like insult after insult after insult and i'm like this little girl is having a fucking blast man i think oh, the, yeah. the all the people in that bus were really laughing because those that girl was slinging that shit with fucking confidence man um it's not her first time <laughs> Oh no! It's not her dude, first freaking battle, dude. That girl has to be right around our age, I bet, because like, maybe a little bit older. Because she was probably around ten when she, she maybe she was a little. She might be right around our age, man. But, um, yeah. When I turn thirty nine this month, I'm old, Josh. I'm old. Um, you know what, what I really kind of doing do- for your I don't birthday, know, man. Rod? I don't Nothing know. special? Are you gonna go? I don't have any plans yet. Go bowling. Know. That sounds like a thing to do when you're 39. Maybe. Maybe. A bowling it, birthday. <laughs> you know the thing with this movie, though, that I'm wondering, and it kind of goes translates to that. Like, they have this plan, right, that they're going to, you know, do this and, like, bank off of it. But, like, what are they exactly planning on banking on, right? Like, because as they show you in this film, there are more people who've had these these death experiences. I don't. It, it, it kind of feels like the underpants films on South Park where they're like, steal underpants. Step two, question mark, question mark, question mark. Step three, profit. Like, like I don't want to know if like 100% yeah, like. Like, oh, you're going to be famous. You're going to be Oprah famous from this. Yeah. It's like, yeah. uh, what? Why? Yeah. Like, you can't prove anything is what I'm saying. Is even with Well, especially all them, when like, the guy filming is like. Let's just zoom up on your nostril. Nostril. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, film the process, not the nostril, man. This isn't a sex tape. Well, do that, and then he keeps, like, like anything happens. He's like, <gasps> and, like, goes off and stops recording him, right? Like, it's like, God damn it, Oliver Platt. God damn it. You're you're fucking it up for the whole home well, team. And, like, it wasn't Platt. He was on recording, wasn't it? No, it was the guy with the sex tape. Oh, it was Baldwin, Joe Hurley. Of course Baldwin, it was. Man. He's the only one with the camera because he was using it every yeah. night. Dude, that first time you see they zoom up to that camera and he, you just like I hate this motherfucker. Like it's <laughs> like every other one of them has air is like arrogant and shit, right? And to varying degrees, like Julia is like the least arrogant, but like Kevin Bacon suspended from school because he saved a woman's life when he shouldn't have. Uh, because like he's not a doctor, yeah, he's in med school. Um, you have Kiefer, like who came up with this whole fucking plan. You have you have Baldwin, who's just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna like get f- like, I guess I'm not fucking like 24 seven, so I can do this, whatever. And then, like, I don't. <laughs> also, also the other weird thing about this I, that I uh, kind of feel like they kind of like push pushed in that. <laughs> Yeah, your farts, Josh. I'm sorry. The, the I'm whole love, dick. the whole like subplot with the love story between Kevin Bacon and Julia Roberts. I think you could have probably taken out. Like, like it, it felt like everyone was trying, and it, because of that, it didn't make yeah. the actual subplot like that noticeable. It was like, oh, yeah. there, that is it. He's the winner of that, or yeah. is that an actual thing? I yeah. I don't even know. Like, well. Yeah. It was. It felt like an excuse just to have Keith, like to cause some like tension between Kiefer and and 
Kevin Bacon, right? Like, which is about all it really did. And it did make me laugh though, because it's all these anti-war kids and Kevin Bacon's dropping this like giant army truck from like Vietnam that he <laughs> somehow got a hold of. Right. That thing, that thing must've like eat fuel and it, only like the highest grade diesel that uh, around that thing. Like it was a massive fucking truck. Um, yeah, I, I, the just whole just like thing, your butt. <laughs> I, I feel, I, tried. I feel like they, yeah, you tried real hard and got real far, but in the end, Josh, it doesn't even matter. Uh! It, it doesn't even matter. I, like, I really like what they do with like the, the, them linking their past regrets into like them dying and it, it like, makes it, it a very 80s like that's what I, I mean like with the sh- totally Schumacher and yeah. totally like it it brings that like it can't just be the one thing you have to learn something too and like yeah. family you know like it, it felt like it was wrapped up nicely and it gave the characters more of a a thing to like work towards and you feel like you're on the journey with them yeah. and that's what like almost made me feel like this was way more not a horror movie than it was yeah. an actual horror movie as well like yeah. the things that are happening and stuff are kind of horrific but like it's not rated r for like horror violence or horrific images it's more yeah. because there's a couple boobs in it every once yeah. in a while and that's that's it so yeah it's you have weird nipple images and like even the language isn't like hardcore right it's like it's just like it's like a prodigy music video with some boobs for a a few minutes (laughs) yeah it It, dude it's one of those things where you go it almost feels like they had it i swear to god it says pg-13 on peacock like i said and it it feels like you ever wonder like because this is another thing it's that whole like uh what's the thing where you remember something one way and it like is another way in re- reality like the Bernstein bears and Bernstein bears what the fuck is that thing called uh Mandela effect Mandela effect it like makes me wonder because I swear to god I remember as a kid seeing uh, going to the theater and seeing Highlander 3 with my dad and I thought it was PG13 and then later on it was R and I was very confused by that There's so many decapitations that. in that yeah, but you can decapitate people and like not without blood. It's not as big of a deal, right? Like blood is really what makes like. Yeah, but Highlander movies are violent. Like, there's definitely some violence in Highlander. Yeah, movies. but that one was the one with the guy from the TV show and like, and like, I don't know. I think wasn't it? I don't know. One of those Highlander. There's just. I don't remember the Highlander. I do want to. I haven't watched the Highlander in years, and whenever I talk about it, I want to go see it again. But those movies were like, those movies were also super eighties, right, man? They were like, epitome of eighties. Um, I, this movie is like, I I think that a lot of people probably, especially younger people, haven't seen it because they probably came across the original or the remake and were like, oh yeah, well we watched it, and dude. The the remake, fucking they they took so much from this and then just like completely shit on it. Like, like so the the cast in it, like you had Elliot Page as like the headliner, and you obviously bring back Kiefer in it, but like 
the rest of this cast was like people like no like it's not like the original where you have Julia Roberts and I mean Kiefer's in it, but you have like Diego Luna, like James Norton, Nina Dobrev, like people I've never heard of any of them, and that on top of like. Elliot Page being the only star that's like really in there besides Kiefer. And like Kiefer wasn't even in it that much, if I remember. It's just like, man, they just they just tried to like use Elliot and as the like you know his star power to in like without spending any money or any like innovation. And they also, if I remember right, there's a bunch of bad CG in that movie too. I like ghosts and effects and shit like that i don't know like i do in in rewatching this movie like i i don't even remember when i first saw this and i was trying to remember it because like there's a whole bunch of scenes that i totally forgot about in this yeah but then there are so many random scenes that i ended up being like oh yeah i've i was like wait have i seen this because there was yeah. like big chunks that i was like i don't remember this but then there was like other scenes that I was like, oh yeah, 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 I totally remember this, and I totally have seen this. And then, yeah. it, then it would do the same thing again, and I was like, wait a second, I don't remember this. But it had been like a fucking long time since I seen this. And yeah. when I w- watched the remake, fuck, I watched it. I think the year it came out, and I was just like, ah, oh. like I felt the same way. I'm just like, why, why do we, st- why do we have to continue to get this type of remake? What is the yeah. point, like? I don't I don't understand like the amount of money still like it's not a small amount yeah. and it's just because it it's tying it to a property and there's already a a built-in audience for it it's lazy but then they don't get like a good filmmaker or give the keys to someone who has I don't even know like that's it's why nothing- I brought up the the Evil Dead thing like you yeah you have a property it's still tied to the people that care and they're caretaking yep. their own yep. property. They know that they they need to do it justice in order, order for it to continue on. Yep. Why the fuck isn't like Schumacher or someone like attached to the production, like producing it or you know making yeah. sure that it's gonna be in the right hands to to be remade? Because this is the classic. It's just like the the soullessness, man. It's the soullessness, which is funny because of a movie that like is really debating what the soul is and what the human experience <laughs> is, right? Exactly. And you sit, you're sitting there going, it's like these with all the art and all the thought and all the like, you know, work that goes in these movies. When you try to photocopy it, it it, it just is ass. It's it's like you put your ass on the photocopier. And you just copied your ass. And it's your dirty ass. It's like a dirty ass and it gets all pixelated and gets all gross. And yeah, fuck it, man. I, I, the amount of, because like The Thing is one of my favorite movies ever. We it's just like about Rod's it. ass. Yeah. No, my Rod. ass is wonderful. Wonderful. You saw the Princess Leia costume. You know what my ass is like, Josh. It's, it's just. I didn't see your ass. I know you didn't. It was kind of, I don't know. <laughs> But, but, it it just this movie was impressing me way more than I thought, and and it like I was looking at the critic score, it was a fifty nine percent, and I'm like, like I didn't think this movie was gonna be like a ninety nine percent on fucking ro- like, no. but it was it should have been like a positive score. This was like a seventies, like if you're doing that kind of score, like 
it was entertaining. It, it has a story. It has really good actors. Like, it. Yeah, but this is coming out at a time when making movies, you know, like there's such a formula to stuff now, and this yeah. was at a time where there wasn't as much of like a formula yet, and like you're up against studio pictures and big things and like i, w- I wish yeah. i knew like i don't know it's it's such a different time because everything is so accessible and we can make movies with shit like this and yeah like, it's just i don't know and how many iphone movies like shot on the iphone like have come out it's it's and i'm not even talking about on youtube i'm talking about major films have been shot on iphones and it's like I mean, but Joel, Joel Schumacher has always done like cool stuff, like different stuff. Like, like you look at his like cinematography, like his cinematography, his IMDb page, and it's sitting there go, like, we're going off of like we go Saint Elmo's Fire, and then Lost Boys, which we talked about with Zeke, is which is a really fucking fun movie. Flatliners, you do uh, Falling Down, which is an like one of those movies I haven't seen in a long time, but like is just a really badass Michael Douglas movie. You have, <laughs> obviously, it's, you go A Time to Kill with, uh, what what do you call her, uh, uh, Samuel Jackson, Sandra Bullock, uh, Matthew McConaughey, and then and then we got Batman nipples and Batman and Robin. and But then like things like 8mm, which is a fucking- 8mm is fucked. It's a dark, like it's it. a dark film, man. Yeah, it's a dark movie. And then I, I think of things like I mean, looking at phone booth with with Colin, uh, Colin and uh, Kiefer again. He loves Kiefer. We, we you see a reoccurring theme with Joel and, and Kiefer movies, and uh, that movie does so much with basically Colin just sitting in a fucking phone booth for the whole film, and just Kiefer being his Dude, voice. I love phone booth. That movie yeah. was uh, in theaters when I worked at the theater, yeah. and I just remember like. Because, like, you know, as soon as a movie goes in, especially one like that, like, it had a good, like, couple weeks and then was just, like, if I was working during the week, I could just go and watch that movie because all I had to do was go and, like, sign the sheets and, like, clean up after the films or whatever. And during the week, I would just be like, well, I don't have to do anything for, like, an hour and a half now. So I'd either go and, like, talk on the phone or go and just watch a random movie and i went and like watched that one a few times in theater yeah because like, it was empty so it's just like eh, whatever go and sit down and watch it yeah. that and like matrix yeah i Reload. it's just man it's just like it's why like modern horror is one of my things that i really really dig still in especially indie stuff and because it feels like it's the it's the genre that like isn't i mean it can be held to these constraints but does way more stuff that's just like different and isn't highly as nearly as like you know held to constraints and like fucking uh black phone has made 150 million dollars or something like that i was seeing on twitter today no like way. and like for like a like a 20 million or 15 million dollar horror movie it's made like five times what it was you know and it's like so that's like what 30 million and you can sit in there going man you just like filmmakers do their thing man and it's that whole thing where joel schumacher got the, to do what he wanted to do in this film and made a cool little movie man is it his best movie no i mean lost boys is probably that but like 100 percent. this lost is boys a cool is perfect 
Yeah. And we talked about that. We talked about how good it was and how much we enjoyed it. And it's just like, it, it just shows you when, you when you get some good actors and you get a good script and you like get good directing, you can do a fun movie. And it's just like, I feel like this movie, if it got re-examined by critics, like that IMDb score would go up. It would go up a lot. I feel like, because I don't know how you could call this movie rotten. I don't understand it. And again, we go back and you like, as it being a, a perspective of when you view a movie, right? Like critics hated the thing when it came out. Um, but like, I don't see any, like, like the, the, the plot is critics w- like they're fucking, I don't know. Like, especially back then, like you're, I, I liked going back in seeing like, uh, Roger Ebert and that type of stuff, like reevaluate a movie after, you know, the initial is gone or it, now that it is a cult classic and, yeah. you know, like even though they say they're not being influenced by just the sheer amount of love for these movies. All of a sudden they're seeing it from a different lens and they're giving it. So like everything that you just said, I 100% agree with because it is now down in history as this like cult classic. And all these actors are just like, have gone on to have like massive careers. And this was like the movie right before a lot of their careers like exploded and stuff. So and just like their names and stuff. So like to yeah. go back, like we are right now. I love, I love this show, man. I love that we get to do whatever the fuck we want. But like going yeah. back and doing Lost Boys was f- so much fun. This movie, I love that yeah. era. Like, and I do agree with you. The the malignant, uh, because he's making studio films. He's the only director in horror right now essentially like doing studio studio horror films like they used to because everyone else has switched over to the Blumhouse uh, way of doing things where it's like nine mil or cheaper and you can't do a studio film for nine mil. So (laughs) Oh, I'm my wife is showing up on video for, because we're recording. Oh, Uh, I don't, I don't know what you're doing, honey. Uh, uh, But yeah, so (laughs) it's just uh, the, (laughs) it's just it i mean the, the this movie you could look at from the 80s perspective right it came out in 1990 but like it is totally it's totally 80s, an 80s like you said movie. i mean the the hairdos kevin bacon is giant mullet just everyone have, <laughs> julia roberts massive hair like yeah yeah oh it's so it looks so permed it her hair looks like she's like yeah it's it i i'm just enamored i'm like oh my she's god she's a pretty lady man she's a pretty lady what can I, I say? I I need more Julia Roberts from the I mean, '90s. She's still doing that moment. I just still- looked, and she's she's got a ton of stuff like either just came out or coming out, and I was like, "What? I haven't seen a Julia Roberts thing in a long time." Yeah, maybe she's back on my radar. Dude, I haven't seen any of these things. I'm looking at her film filmography, and I'm like, I don't remember like any seeing any of these movies. Like, I know some of them from like. She played Charlotte, the spider's voice in Charlotte's Web, but like, I don't even remember the last one of her movies that I saw. My what? My my wife loves things like Runaway Bride and shit like that. But oh right, yeah. yeah. It, she's like, she's just like, she's an iconic actress, right? Iconic. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed this movie, and I'm glad we went back and watched this, like, because 
like you said, it gives us like excuses to go back and hit movies that like you, you and I both we've used this show to like, you know, hit things off of our bucket list and like talk about it and, and you know, n- you know, do cool content because like I think it's I think there's a cool perspective of going back and watching stuff for the first time, but also like revisiting stuff like you revisit this and it's like because like and that's I got what to happens. Do a cool, fun poster for it. And yeah. that's always good yeah. too. I feel like. Honestly, us doing these movies helps with, uh, I don't know, filling in those blanks as well. Because like I, I'm not doing it as often as I did, and yeah. I I like coming up with like some of these older movies to to do. Yeah. As well. well, yeah, it's cool to do a modern take on like posters, right? Like I saw that they have uh, they're doing a 4K uh, a release of Lost Boys like this fall, and uh, the the cover is them hanging from the railroad tracks and which is is cool right and uh not from teeth (laughs) no 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 okay was there anything else you want to say about this i really thought this movie is cool and i thought that this movie is like one of those things that yeah if you've never seen this go back and watch it because it's a fucking blast and it's like it's done well and you just see joel being as good as he was man that he died in 2020 so he's been gone a couple years but Man made some good films, and it kind of sucks that he goes back and like the last things he was really doing were the 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 uh, House of Cards, which that show was really good at first, and then then it then, got tainted a little bit, just just a little bit, and it got it went off the rails, man. I made it through the second season. I'm like, when Kevin Spacey started fucking his his Secret Service agents, I was like, I don't know if this is a little too far, but yeah, so. What was uh, the but, movie that we were talking about that you're like, oh, what? You haven't seen that? Like, I totally forget. There's a. I don't. I don't even know to be. Someone tell me I, in the comments. Yeah, someone message us. On, I someone will message us on uh, uh, on Twitter or something and tell us because I was thinking the same thing like a couple seconds ago. I was like, what was it? But we are doing Prey next week, which is the new uh, the new uh, Predator movie, which comes out tomorrow or today, I'm the day excited. this comes out. Um, so check that out on Hulu and get a and, chance. And uh, that Brad Pitt movie comes out this weekend too, so I might try and check that out or something. Yeah, I may. Uh, I've been thinking about it. I, I got, uh, I got some thing going on this weekend, so I don't know if I'll get to see it this weekend. But I'm, I do want to see it. So let me know what you think of that too. So, um, Ooh, I will. Oh, you I sexy will. fuck. I well, will. I think that's all, my man. Uh, this movie's a blast, and I'm glad we got to talk about it uh, and talk about 800 other things, like we always talk about 800 other things. So this um, one kind of, this one didn't get too derailed. I feel like this was pretty yeah. like, like, no, we we went off the topic a little bit, but like, yeah, we always talk about other things beforehand and then just jump in. So it's always us. It's just me and you being buddies, man. That's what it is. So we're just chatting, okay, Josh. We're just yeah. moosing. We're moosing. Moose and hard, man. Okay, buddy. So pray next week. Uh, guys, go check us out on MurderMoose.com. Uh, Murder Moose Pod on Twitter. Rod underscore Johnson on Twitter. Josh WRB on Twitter. Give us a five-star review. Listen to us and subscribe to us on Twi- on YouTube if you're not. And you just type in Murder Moose Podcast on there and you should be able to find us. Because we don't have a custom URL until we get to 100 subs. So do all that. And yeah, give us a five-star review wherever you're listening. Give us a like. Give us whatever. So that's and basically pray. it. 
pray. This is, this is yeah. if you're not doing it this way, it's probably Josh's karate, not the right way. Kar- Josh is karate chopping small children. Is what's happening. Just, so I don't Dude, know what I'm doing. Whatever. I've also been trying to start my horror sleeve, and I keep emailing artists and never hearing back, and it's kind of bumming me out. Is it not cool enough? Is that why? I don't. I just haven't even gotten responses. I haven't. You got to send a dick pic. I don't know. The second guy I was talking to is either two fifty an hour or fifteen hundred dollars a day, and I'm like, Yeah, well, that's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but he's really good, so. Okay, Josh, I love your face, buddy. We love you all. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Bye! Bye! Poop.